Praise God. God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. The Holy Spirit prompted me to put together this message to go out during this time of such uncertainty going throughout the country and the world for that matter concerning this coronavirus as it's been come to be known. As you are aware, the WHO, that is the World Health Organization, has declared the coronavirus to be a pandemic. Now, according to Merriam-Webster, dictionary of pandemic is defined as an outbreak, an outbreak of a disease that occurs over a wide geographic area and affects an exceptionally high proportion of the population. A pandemic outbreak of a disease. That's what Merriam-Webster says. According to the WHO, this disease has impacted a wide geographic area of our planet and has impacted a high proportion of the population. Now, this is from the WHO, the World Health Organization, which is an organization that is run by men. Now, I don't know how many Christians are in that organization, but uh, we do know that they are making pronouncements that are based on what their science is telling them. Now, don't misunderstand, there is nothing at all wrong with science, but science without God can lead populations of people steeped in fear and feeling that there is a, they're in a hopeless situation. There's a lot to be said for science. Uh, God, I always say God is the author and the creator of science. But science that is devoid of God or absent God can create problems. So we see ourselves in a position today where science, the WHO, has declared that this so-called coronavirus is at a pandemic, pandemic level. Um, however, you have to bear in mind, though, something else, that we as Christians and children of God know that God is greater than this virus. And his word is also spread over a huge geographic area of the land. God's word is greater, I will repeat, than this virus. And that his word is also spread over a huge geographic area of this planet. And has also touched a high proportion of the population of this planet. In this time that we're in where there's so much fear spreading through the land. That we need to remember who we are in Christ Jesus, and for us not to get caught up in that fear. My wife and I were out uh, shopping earlier today, and um, you can see and feel the panic that is in the hearts and the eyes of so many people. Things are flying off the shelves. You can't find bacterial uh, um, sprays and things like that, antibacterial pump soap, which was in so many of our houses. As a matter of fact, uh, you can't buy anymore. Um, people are even panicking over things like toilet paper. So we see that there's panic out there. You can see those items that are just flying off the shelves and the long, long lines that are at the uh, checkout counters. Now, understand that it is well and good to be prepared concerning the physical needs of life. We shouldn't be as ostriches trying to put our heads in holes in the sand and forgetting and ignoring what's going on around us. But we should not be caught up in panic because this virus, this disease can be beaten and destroyed. And it starts at the spiritual level. It is so important for us to look to doctors and scientists to find solutions. But we as Christians should not overlook a fundamental truth. God is greater than any disease. And this virus shall be defeated by the power that is in Jesus' name. The word of God is so powerful. Let us be reminded of what it says in Psalm 91. And if when you're, as you're hearing this message, if you have your Bible, let's turn to Psalm 91. 
because there are some passages, some, uh, some of the verses here that if you don't already have it underlined in your Bible, you should consider underlining it as we read. So it starts off by saying, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In Him will I trust. Before we do anything else, we must realize that God must be considered our refuge. He is our place in safety. We trust in the doctors. We trust in the scientists to to find um, scientific solutions to the problem. But remember that this is really, it's spiritual in nature. And that, first of all, our God, our, our trust, I'm sorry, our trust must be placed in God. He is your fortress. He's your refuge. A refuge, by, by, by um, definition of the word, is a place of safety, a place of protection. Okay, he's also your fortress. It goes on to say in verse number three, surely he shall deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Underline the word pestilence in your Bible if you don't already have it underlined. And understand that in biblical language in the Bible, pestilence is referred to as a deadly disaster, usually a disease that affects an entire community or group of people. Pestilence is contagious, virulent, virulent, and very devastating. So we see here that the word pestilence is very applicable to what's going on around here today with this uh, coronavirus. Virus. Verse number four says, He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night nor for the arrow that flieth by day. Reading verse 5 again and underline, Thou shalt not be afraid. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day. Nor for the pestilence, there's that word pestilence again, that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wastes at noonday. Ten thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand. But it shall not come nigh thee. Again, a thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand. But it shall not come nigh thee. And what I see going through the land now as more talk of this uh, coronavirus is going forth is that I see people worrying about those that are sick and falling sick beside them or near them. And that is where the panic sets in. The word of God says, if you have God as your, your, your habitation, as your hiding place, and, and he is your shield and he is your, your buckler, that these pestilences, these diseases, this virus shall not come nigh thee, regardless of how many may fall at your side, regardless of how many you may wind up seeing sick near you. There may be people that may wind up sick. I pray that they don't at your job, at your, at your workplace, or um, at school. We have children in school. My, I have grandchildren in school, and, and I pray that none of those kids get sick. But if we do indeed witness that others around us are becoming sick, the word of God says that if we, if we understand that he is our shield, our buckler, and that he will keep us safe, if God indeed is our, our hiding place, our refuge, and, and our fortresses, that these things shall not come nigh us. Verse number 8 says, Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast... Um, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. Habitation means this is where you live. 
you know, so many times when we have problems and issues in life, or um, be they just, you know, so-called minor, quote-unquote, tribulations, or other challenges of life, we run to God and we visit with Him, if you will. We go to Him at prayer time, maybe in the morning or in the evening, or when something terrible is going on in our lives. You know, we decide to go running to God and we visit with Him. But what if we, instead of visiting with Him, that God is our, our, our habitation. Habitation is the place that you live, a place that you reside. Your home is your habitation. Your place of work, hopefully, is not your habitation. You go there for several hours during the day, and then you come back. So God has to be our, our habitation. Verse number 10 says, There shall no evil before thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. Through this time that we're going through right now with this coronavirus, we must remember where our safety comes from. Almighty God, I can't harp and speak on that enough. After we are comfortable with who and where we are in God, we need to go on the attack. Okay? We need to go on the attack. We need to go on the attack against this disease that is trying to kill and to destroy. As children of God, he gave us the authority to overcome in Jesus' mighty name. Jesus gave us the authority to tread on serpents and scorpions. Let's go to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. After we are comfortable in who we are and, uh, and the fact that uh, God can be our hiding place and our place of safety, then okay, now it's time for us to sit back or to stand up, I should say, as Christians and think about going on the attack against this thing that's called coronavirus. So looking at Luke number 10, Luke chapter 10, and going right to verse number 19, it says, Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Let's read that again. Behold, if you have a red letter Bible, now these words are written in red, meaning that this is Jesus doing the speaking here. He says, Behold, I give unto you the power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power, all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing shall any means by any means hurt you. We need to be in agreement and bind and cast out the spirit of coronavirus and loose those that are held captive to the disease. Jesus gave us the authority to tread on serpents and scorpions. And, and this is when Jesus says um, serpents and scorpions, he's talking about uh, 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 spiritual uh, the demonic activity. Uh, uh, spiritual demonic activity is often referred to as serpent, serpents. The devil is referred to as a serpent. Um, and I consider this coronavirus, this disease, to be something that is not of God. And so we're going to come, back it, come, come against it and turn it back. Turn it away from us. We need to be in agreement to bind up and cast out this spirit and loose those, those that are ill, and loose those that are being held captive to this disease. In Matthew 18, uh, verses 18 to 20, it says, Verily I say unto you, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth, as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them by the, uh, of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst. Okay? So he's saying that Jesus is telling us here that to bind up things on earth, because whatever we bind up in, heaven, in earth has already been bound in heaven. Jesus has defeated sickness. 
Jesus died on the cross, descended and arose on the third day victoriously, taking with him the keys to the kingdom, setting us free from the dominion of darkness and sickness and death. So therefore, this coronavirus is subject to the name of Jesus. We need to bind it up in the name of Jesus and loose all of those that are sick and ill and are being bound by this coronavirus spirit. Set them free. And further in verse number 20 there of uh, Matthew 18, it closes by saying, For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Jesus said that he would be gathered in the midst. Now, with this in mind, on Saturday, this Saturday, March 14th, at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, we at Genesis 1 Christian Ministries will be coming together in prayer to launch a Holy Spirit-guided attack against the spirit of coronavirus. We know that Holy Spirit-filled prayer is not constrained by time or distance or space. God is omnipotent. He's all-powerful. God is omnipresent. He's, he's present everywhere. So in God's spirit realm, the vast distances between us are non-existent. In the prayer, in the prayer realm, spirit realm, uh, we're not constrained. We don't have to be next door in the same room as someone else to pray for them. So we, at 7 o'clock on this Saturday at Genesis 1, we're going to come together in prayer. And we're asking that at that day and at that time, your time, wherever you may be, or wherever you live, to join us in prayer. Now, considering that, according to the statistics that I have uh, for, the, for the website and for the podcasts where they're being listened to, these podcasts are literally being listened to around the world. I'm referring to the uh, weekly podcast that I send out on our, from our Sunday services. These podcasts are literally being listened to around the world. So, if on Saturday, this Saturday, the 14th at 7 p.m., if you join in prayer, no matter where you are, 7 p.m. your time, we will all at one point or another be in accord one with the other. Because being that there are 24 time zones on this planet, being that there are 24 time zones, if we are gathering together in prayer at 7 o'clock your time, then that means for 24 hours there will be some prayer going on, binding up and rebuking and destroying this spirit of coronavirus. That's all it would take. Now, if you do decide to join us and you just start at 7 p.m., it doesn't matter how long you pray, let the Holy Spirit guide you. If you want to gather with your family or maybe some other friends, small gatherings or, or, or some small groups, it doesn't matter. As long as we start at 7 o'clock your time, wherever you are, it'll be 7 p.m. in your particular time zone. So if you just pray as long as the Holy Spirit guides you, the Holy Spirit knows what needs to be prayed for and how it needs to be prayed. So if we're doing that together for 24 hours, think of it now, for 24 hours there will be prayer coming against this nasty coronavirus spirit to bind it up and to destroy it once and for all in the name of Jesus. So we ask that you join us. Come aboard and let us connect in Holy Spirit and let him guide us through launching this attack against this holy this uh, coronavirus. It can be defeated because it is spiritual in nature. And God, in the name of Jesus, can cleanse this earth of any disease. So until we get together in the Spirit, I pray God bless you. And I look forward to joining you in the Spirit. Go forth and be blessed. And praise God in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.